0: Hello friends, this is Stacking Pennies, the lady in black edition. Eric Jones tames it twice. Who'd have thunk it? 55 years to the day the 43 car got in victory lane of the Southern 500. Definitely excited to break that one down. We're also going to be breaking down the regular season. Uh, Race at Daytona with the winner himself, Austin Dillon, talking about his playoff chances. Pit road boats and woes for a lot of playoff contenders with Kevin Harvick catching on fire. Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex, and Chase Elliott all had some woes at Darlington. Then we're going to preview a little Kansas. Stay tuned. Got a bunch of stuff right here today on Stacking Pennies. Stacking them deep, and selling them cheap. It tastes like gasoline, rubber, and victory. We're just out here stacking, Patty. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a ton of stuff to break down with one of my favorite racetracks on the schedule being Darlington, but we wanted to break down something first with the birthday boy himself, Mr. Ryan Flores, driving a street stock at North Wilkesboro Speedway this past week that was pretty damn fun buddy to watch you out there getting it
1: yeah it was a good time once it finally ran it was a grind to get it running
0: i'm glad that's over with i'm sure I'm your b- wife is too
1: yeah i'm glad it's over i just had so much help from all my friends to build it it was really i'll
0: be honest not time consuming at all <laughs> i didn't work on that thing for Corey, 40 well, 45 there, minutes there's
1: a picture i need to put it up of me laying on the car and standing there looking at me and he goes right side leg brace looks pretty good <laughs> So that's what he I built. I, I
0: didn't even do. build it. I didn't even put it. I built it, and then he just had to put it in a car,
1: dude. But like, what a cool event! And like, Rodney Childers. I was talking to him during the late model race, and he's like, "Man, do you think they even need to pave this place? Like, it looks great, and it really driving it. It's not bumpy. If there's a couple bumps, you know, off of four, but it's so not it like bumpy. it's not it's not rough enough. It's just." makes it to where your heart needs to be balanced and you can't miss the corner. And you need to be in the right spot. And it's, it's really crazy how kind of when you crest the hill off of four, you'll get loose, like way late. Does it
0: drive like turn one and two is downhill and three it, and
1: four's uphill? Turn, turn one will carry you in there further and then you can drive in the three fat, like harder. Yeah. So it will carry you in there. But like, it's like when you crest the hill off of four, like it gets, it's the only place I've ever been where usually when you get back to the gas, you get loose like right away and kind of chase it. But you, you have the feeling like you have grip and then it just gets loose like way late. Cause I think you crest the hill and it gets like light again. But yeah, it was a lot of fun street stalking. I got spun out by some chase Elliot car and crew chief was trying to fight me. So that was interesting and to navigate.
0: Literally painted up like chase's black hooters, hooters, I had hooter, hooters across the hood and everything.
2: Would, uh, was that the most people you've ever raced in front of in terms of crowd size? Well, I mean, I think half of them left after <laughs>
1: Dale Jr.'s race. but <laughs> if, There's if still it was a decent
0: the... amount st- stuck around. Dude, if Dale Jr. would have won that late model race, those grandstands would have crumbled. I mean, dude, it was, I was so pumped. I got a little funny story. I got a funny story. So Janie and her friend were there in the infield. Uh, she introduced me to her friend. Her friend is engaged to a kid that's racing in the late model race. So I invited Janie, of course. I'm a good friend. We got the bus over here at turn two. Come over and watch. It's a great spot. You guys are more than welcome. Sure. So we've got like 10 of us. We've got Ryan's in-laws. We've got friends. We've got, and we got the primo spot parked literally right next to Dale Jr.'s little compound. And shout out to Steve Smith at SMI Swift for hooking that up. But So we get there, and I'm pretty much watching the entire late-mile race on the roof. I got my Dale Jr., Sun drop shirt on. I am race fan to the max. Dale Jr. saved the stuff pretty bu- pretty mu- well all day. About ten to go. Here he comes, chipping away at it. He gets the third, gapped a little bit too far. I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, we need us a caution. By God, we need a caution to tighten this thing back up and give June Buck a shot at it. Well, there's a little pack of cars racing, and the leaders are coming off of turn four to take the white. At a turn two, a couple guys get collected, one guy spins. I got my hat off. I am jumping up on the up and down on the bus like a damn race fan, watching Dale Junior in the two thousand one Coke four hundred, right? Losing my mind. I turn around and it's Janie's friend's husband. <laughs> the one that got spun out. <laughs> cautions I feel like a complete <laughs> asshole.
1: But oh, he's got. It was nice to him to be a sacrificial lamb. Somebody, Somebody had,
0: to, had to be a sacrificial lamb, and I'm glad Janie's friend's fiance was the one to do it because Junebug got one more crack at it. But he told me on Sunday when he was hanging out at the bus, he missed a shift.
1: Oh, I did the same thing.
0: Missed a shift on that restart. He did. He said he wasn't going to give the bumper to Carson, which probably that's what it was going to take to get the job done. But nobody celebrated more for a third place finish after Wilkesboro than Dale Jr. Let me tell you something. My man was doing burnouts, popping champagne bottles, drinking bush light on the front. He
1: deserves it though, dude. Like you gotta think. Almost
0: single handedly resurrected that. But you gotta
1: think. Like, just think about he is the wealthiest race car driver in our sport. Yeah. Like he doesn't need the money. No. Right? And he took a late mile stock to an abandoned racetrack, filled the grandstands, did and that goes even beyond that. He talked to everybody. Like I saw him down on pit road before like driver intros talked to everybody did interviews with everybody when i would get there in the morning he would have a line signing autographs that was there for two hours both days he did he did uh like podcasts with a couple of the short track guys so like that guy's what his platform and his scope and really he don't need to do that yeah he's loaded but he's doing it for the better sport but the cool thing was where you were parked off of turn two i would come off the corner and like in the bus you could see like right in the bus and all the kids were standing there on the glass. No, all the kids though. You could see everything plain as day. It was really cool. But yeah, that was a fun event. And, uh, hopefully they, hopefully they keep that place the way it is, man.
0: I'm hearing some murmurs, man, hearing some murmurs. They might not repave that joint. Now that opens the door for potential truck races, extended races and who knows maybe an all-star race, Chuck, what do you think?
3: I mean, I I think you got to work on some of the infrastructure around Mm -hmm. the track. To sustain more, but I think we've seen with the levels of people that were there, it's able to sustain and have uh, a good-sized crowd. I mean, a decent-sized crowd.
0: What is it? Thirty? I think it was thirty thousand. They said there was there there night. I don't mind waiting in an hour and a half of traffic to leave. Nor do I mind getting there a couple hours early, drink some cold beer, and hang out. Like if they didn't add any capacity and they made that thing more of a demanded ticket. For yeah. an all star race for a cup race, it could happen.
3: I think it's just I like to me, like having been there a couple of times, like the the to use the the traffic term, the egress out mm. like that would be something that like I'd take some of that if if you're not gonna repave and you're not gonna spend the money to repave, spend that on adding some access roads to get in and out to like help alleviate mm. like give the fans a good experience getting in and getting out, and
1: you're gonna make them even more happier,
0: or gonna, you just give them stuff to do throughout the day, so they just get there
1: earlier. Or here now, if you buy a ticket for North Wilkesboro, you're gonna sit in traffic. Don't bitch about it. Yeah, it's, what it is. it's gonna be worth it. Yeah, get there early, bring a couple of beers so you can stay late. Maybe get a motorhome. It's it's yeah, the, get a camper. I'm fine
3: getting there early. It's the part like leaving. That's yeah, the part that I'm always tough. like. That's the one that. I want that to bring be a Bring a little tent,
1: better. bring a sleeping bag. Plan on staying the night. Yeah, I like dude. that there's no tunnel, so if you wreck, like hey, don't wreck, or you're gonna be sitting your ass in yeah. here.
0: That's like what it was for the LA Coliseum. You didn't make the show and you had to watch your else ride around. <laughs> well, so worst, was gonna
2: say, like we raced in we raced in LA. Surely we can pave something in or out of there. But any, anything anything is possible. The fact that that place came back, the yeah. fact that we're racing on the streets of Chicago, the fact that we're we raced in the LA Coliseum. A lot of good stuff like, going on. We bro. can there's no reason to say no.
3: Although I will say that uh, Higgy did send me a text that said that uh, he he got a little souvenir uh, piece of the asphalt, you know that he brought home with him. So it maybe you know, maybe
2: oh yeah, now they have to repay. Well, they it don't the repay. It, he's got to go yeah, bring it back. Job.
3: Now it's going to start peeling up. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it it came
0: you know. It, well, you know. man, That's what you get for sitting low. Kudos to Dale Junior on almost single handedly resurrecting that place because it was a lot of his muscle physically by going out there with a the damn weed whacker so they can clean that track off. Scan it on iRacing, and then it just starts perpetuating the conversation. And next thing you know, you got thirty thousand people watching late mile stocks, man. And that and c- this guy built a street stock for thirty laps.
3: That community has wanted that. 000. Like they have been. I've got no people that live up there that have wanted that thing back for 20,
1: downtown Wilkesboro is cool too. Oh yeah, it's a cool place. Like it's coming really. It come could be a really, really cool um, novelty ticket to get if we do like an all star race or something there eventually.
0: Well, they uh, they definitely supported it. And I think that they surpassed expectations. So looking t- forward to hear some really inter- interesting stuff out of Wilkesboro in the future.
3: I do have one question. You're like one of the few people now that have raced on uh, North Wilkesboro in the modern era. When they talk about the hill, yeah. do you, like, how much of a – is it the type of hill that like you feel it in your
1: stomach when you crest it? It's like type you talk of hill about you don't
0: want to. You mean to want um, to die on? Chuck no,
1: it's it's the type of hill where you like go. Sherman's oh, March. that's what's happening, getting into one. It's kind of carrying me in there. Yeah. Oh, that's what's happening off a of four. You feel it more going when you kind of crest it off a of four, and then going into one. Like it, it'll carry you further than you than you think it would. But no, it's not like it's not like noticeable. Like you're you're no, okay hiking up a hill big. both ways to school. It's pretty big. The track's race big, big, but it races small. Oh, doesn't? It? Yeah, it race is really small. Like that. Yeah. Like watching the old like stuff from
3: you know the. Late or early '90s, the in-car cameras there, you can you notice it, and it it feels like a short track, but it doesn't like when you're looking at it. it what's
1: looks. the link to that track? Five eight, uh, eight, eight, so, so here's so. what's cool: is like the race. It was refreshing because it's a place where, yeah, it turned into a you know like a single file, not not single file. It turned into you had to hit the bottom. Mm-hmm. The guys that were dis- like Dale Jr. was super disciplined the whole race, and I kind of knew what he was doing because I've run I race with him a couple of times. He kind of fell back to tenth, and he was there was like a concrete patch off of four and he would get his left rear on that and he'd keep drive and it was interesting to see how the race progressed to him and how fast he was at the end and just guys that made their stuff work on the bottom like Corey and i were talking about like yeah the the top lane didn't work real well but a lot of places that we fixed to make two groove racing it's hurt the racing yeah so a single file like a track where you have to hook the bottom make your car work manage the race and if you get to somebody and they're Parking it on the bottom, you, you move, move them out ass. of the way. It was like I mean, Bristol, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. everybody to place
0: one groove, and then we make it so you can run four grooves and everybody's bitching about it how the racing stinks yep. anymore.
1: So you got something sitting there that that is uh, has just, it's been a time capsule. And it's, I, I think, with some in- infrastructure, you know, if you pave the pits, you clean up the grandstands a little bit, you can go race.
0: You know another racetrack's a time capsule? Darlington Raceway. Oh, I show. yeah. I tell everybody, it's, it's my favorite. It's for, like, I think Matt Weaver said it. It is like a racing purist dream. You have the Daytona 500, and it's the Super Bowl, and it's got the fireworks, and it's got the Air Force One flying in the background. But the Southern 500 is like Fenway Park, you know? Like, you go in there, sun sets. And also, there's only a couple racetracks where you can watch the race cars and visibly – realize like oh these guys are hauling ass Mm -hmm. i think dover is one of those tracks darlington into one you are boot scooting and boogieing, dude like when you're the when you're waiting to get to qualify and that guy rifles it off into one that's before you and they do the old pat on the hood like let's go and you're like ooh, that's gonna be me here in about 25 seconds
3: that's great the photog stand the photographer stand right there near the media center at the entrance to Mm -hmm. turn one if you're Like That's one of the coolest places to watch the start of a race or watch that first couple of laps when everybody's up to speed because y'all are just freaking hauling the mail into there and you go into the turns and see the cars go through like it just visually... I think we said it last week. Like, it's just one of the coolest places with that transition to night. Like, the lighting, everything just makes it just sexy.
2: Such a long, long it's, race. It's, it, it, mean, dude, I'll
3: tell you what, tell a about it.
2: Tell me about it. There's are a lot you, of cool was things. was your couch watching me <laughs> no. run around there? I mean, I almost fell asleep a couple Did times. You? So,
0: yeah. I'm glad you stayed up for it, man. Nice <laughs> nah, nap. Appreciate that. There's a
1: lot of cool things about it, but what sucks is being in Pitstall 42 down there because where the wall is and where the cars are, it's so loud that you can't hear yourself think. And then you have your... Radio turned all the way up, so when they do talk, you can't understand them. But it hurts your ears even worse when they're talking, and you're just like, "I have no clue what's going on." I don't
0: know. How does the broadcast do? And I haven't watched it back. And like telling the viewers how much on the edge, out of control you are every lap. Does it look like that? Because you are like you are in a very mildly controlled drift the entire four hours. I mean, there there are a couple
2: incidents on the racetrack where people got out of shape, right? But it's not something that I felt like was hammered every lap. There was a couple big incidents. Eric Jones just about cleaned you guys out. He hooked 12. the bottom a little bit too too much and, and got loose. But no not that I can remember at least. Like it was a good race. I mean that was like that was an old school war of attrition. I mean the the racetrack I feel like broke Chastain's car with the drive pin drive pins or whatever happened with that and then what,
0: what happens there we'll, we could well, let's talk about that in boats and woes here in a minute but
2: but, but anyways like motor issues for this that this that person and, and the other so you know joe gibbs racing looked like he's going to run away with the top
3: four spots and then until it didn't
2: eric jones just hey, remember, remember me, joe? me?
3: <laughs> it was it was like watching that old school race yeah i mean you watch the old newsreels of darlington cars are expiring left and right as they're going around there they're fighting the car, fighting the track, fighting everything. Chase Elliott is a champion.
0: Spun out by himself. Yep. Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson. Same thing. Yep. Dude. Kyle Busch. It's easy, dude, You. I'm telling you, you were on the verge of spinning out every corner if you but drove it in four feet too deep. The nine, the nine's story of Darlington
2: is, you know, I think everybody's caught up on Eric Jones and then, you know, obviously some other issues happened in the race as well as Kyle Busch blowing up under caution, but, the nine looked like trash he, off the trailer. Dude. He was
0: not pumped up with his car qualified 25th and I talked to him before the race and he was like, we are, he went garbage. backwards. Yeah. Like drop. Yeah, I started anchor. the rag. We qualified terrible. I just didn't have a whole lot of confidence in my car sticking. So I didn't really uh, drive it to its capabilities, but we dropped the rag and I, we must've been soft enough to where we had some life and our stuff was good in the race. We, we, got past the nine got past me in the 99 kind of got within the top 20 there found herself in the top 15 and um what what happened i rode in the top 15 15 16 17th kind of settled in there me and brad were racing uh a lot which made me extra frustrated on monday because he finished eighth uh because i uh I poked that thing in the fence, man. One time, the one time all day, I slipped the wheel into one that was really a, a easy spot to do it. You were on the verge of being loose up the hill there as the car loads up in the banking. There's a lot of rubber laid down. I just got in there about two mile an hour too quick and chattered left rear and caught the backside of the tire, but bent the toe link and pretty much ended our day. Um, but before that, uh, we got a, we got a little sniff of some clean air. We stayed out forgot that I was right towards the end of stage two. Um I think there was a caution. We ran six or seven laps under green. Caution came out again. Leaders came down and there was about a nine, ten guys that were a lap down that was they were about to get a cheap wave if everybody else um if everybody else pit on the lead lap. So Spark said, hey, we gotta keep these guys pinned to lap down because we don't want twenty eight guys in the lead lap. We don't want twenty the least amount as possible, the guys were racing. So we were the sacrificial lamb there, but uh, a lot of guys expected us to fail. A lot of guys, uh, you know, five, six, eight laps. Yeah, Darlington is like dog dog ears for tires, Chuck. <laughs> um, yeah, five laps there, might as well have been 35. But got a good launch and came off a of two equal at the 18, and then he got around me, but I was able to maintain. We only bled to about 10th or 11th. You got some good air
2: time. Out. Kyle Petty, Dale Jr. had... Uh, tons of nice things to say
0: well that's nice um i wish I would have uh wish I would have finished the day off i felt like I let my guys down when i gave me a good car we don't have top 10 capable cars often so i hate to piss away an opportunity so I was pretty frustrated where do you use that ain't. again homestead uh, a car like that yeah uh, we could take that car this week to Kansas. We're not, but they're all the same. Yeah. I mean I understand that, but I'm talking about the setup
2: and the speed. I mean, obviously homesteads worn man, out. If it, like, if it works, you I'm just telling you, you just dude, use it every week, they're man.
0: so <laughs> This isn't the street stock, dude. Every every racetrack is so particular now. And I'm telling you, like going to Martinsville for that test, I know we didn't really talk about it in the show a whole lot. We went from we went from thirty second, seven laps down in the spring race. We were absolute, absolutely terrible. No security in the corner, no forward drive, no front turn. Uh, we worked you know kind of in combination with Hendrick. They put their data gathering system on the car to run a test plan for those guys uh, so we can learn some stuff as well, and we're the fastest car to test. Just by the twenty different things, thirty thousand shim here, 0.2 degrees of camber here, you know, a little bit of crossway here, like dampers. I'm telling, if you're off two to three tenths in 20 areas, that's the difference between running fourth and running
1: 30th. So, are you going to take that setup back to Martinsville? I hope so. Well, it was pretty good. The, like, the cars are all the same, right? And the devil's in the details now. Yeah. That's, that's where it all is because if you all have the same stuff, then it's whoever does the,
0: the little, the stuff, little right?
1: stuff the best. And what... We saw a race for the championship. We saw the drone The drone shot through Hendrick Motorsports. It's a pretty badass facility. There's a lot of talented people that work there. Oh, yeah. What they're able to do with those resources and figure stuff out quicker and have people that, you know, work on the fine details, a place with 30 employees like Spire Motorsports doesn't have that. Yeah. So that that is going to take time or a relationship with, you know, with Chevy or, you know, LaTarte to, to help with that and become a key partner. But... Like, you said Saturday night, I came over your house. We watched a hell of an Xfinity race. Oh,
0: my goodness. Shout out to Noah Gregson. Uh, oh. And shout out to Sheldon Creed, too, for sending that thing on and the And damn, lap.
1: dude, Kyle Larson, they take the white. The quarter panels are flopping off of those things. <laughs> what a freaking show. And, like, at face value, you think they wreck each other, but they didn't. Yeah. They got, they got out and shook hands. I'm like, man, I kind of want to see him. But they, there was nothing to be mad at each other about. No. But that race played into what you talked about on the show last week. I thought Noah could have
2: got super excited and overdrove it. But he let those he guys... He did. hit the fence. Well, I know that yeah, on the, the last lap. But he, he let those guys come back to him in those last five laps. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like... It was good. I feel like watching him, he's kind of,
0: you know... He's definitely matured.
2: He's, he's taken
1: a step. It was good. But you were like, yeah, we're not good. We're pretty bad. Yeah. So, like, what flipped the next day? Was it the sun going down? Because it takes, the track goes through a big progression. Yeah.
0: So when you start the race, per all of our notes, we expect the track to be tight in the sunlight just because it doesn't have as much grip. And um, you try to really get your car on the tight side because if it's on the free side, it'll continue to build freer over the course of the run. And then once your rear, your right rear tire is hot, then you're just hanging on. So we fired off tighter, but we just changed the platform of the car a little bit. We lowered the back. Dude, they're so pinch their The cars are so pitch sensitive with the rear diffuser on whether it's sealed up or not, or, you know, one round in the left rear on the bump stop or not. If you seal off that diffuser, this little guy, it's like sealing up your side skirts back in the day.
1: Now don't tell everybody your secrets. Cause if Brad's here, listening, he's going to, he's going to be able to pass you next week. <laughs> that's,
0: that's true. I think those guys are on it too, but yeah, it's uh. Man, you could tell a difference between a half-round and a left rear if it seals your diffuser up or not. I mean, you are a half-round notch of front sway bar, a half-degree of right-rear camber away from being really good or really bad. Yeah. And then if I can assure you, if you hit the fence and knock your right-rear toe link sideways, it's going to drive like absolute dog
1: So we talked about, like I thought you had stacked some pennies in the first— stage when you drove a 17th i'm like damn Corey's doing it yeah. and then when you restart on the pole everybody's like what the, the hell is this guy doing staying out like that and then you you know you you beat kai bush on the restart and you're on his door off of two and you well he was blowing up so <laughs>
3: that's a good point that's a good point
1: but you were like i think you need to talk about it like yeah you kind of breeze over it but yesterday when you got back with the bus you were pretty mad at yourself I don't know if I've ever been more frustrated myself. Yeah, you're I said, What are you doing? I'm park my ass on the couch. And drink <laughs> drink whiskey straight no yeah, ice. Yeah. Uh I did. I had one of those. Um But like we talked about, Kyle Larson has a bad day. It's like, okay, I'm going to I got a shot next week. Yeah. When you it, it's tenfold on yourself because you don't know when you're gonna be in a situation to have a good finish again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you also combine that with, you know, you got all the guys at the shop that are busting their butt and then you feel like you make a mistake and let those guys down it's
1: especially been riding them asking them for more right like no that's... doubt
0: right and then you give you something and then you go poke it in the fence and you feel like you let everybody down and granted there was no hard feelings within the team everybody the team was pumped yeah. up that we, that we had a good day but then again you know there's always the Randy LaJoy voice in the back of my head saying <laughs> what the hell are you doing right but uh, you do the easy no you, you do the hard do
1: the easy yeah and then you do the easy mess up. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why that he's is. He's right man. though. Yeah. He's right, but but like you we talked about it like, hey man, be mad for a day. Yeah. Right? It's like the old Teddy Christopher, be mad for a day, get the hell over it and the the better runs are coming more often.
0: Yeah. See they are. I did see a stat. Uh, the 31 laps I've led this year are more than I've led in my entire cup career combined, Chuck.
3: Yeah. No, you had that earlier in the year. Uh, where, where was that? Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. You clinched, I think, that that you needed maybe like one more lap or something. to Got
0: that
1: lap. Yeah, you got uh, that. You got that. How cool. was Kansas for you in the spring?
0: Uh, we finished 19th. Pretty solid day. I think we're better than that at this point in time. And Bristol is yeah. a
1: really good track for you.
0: I've left there feeling good. I've left there feeling pretty bad, too. So, everywhere in between.
3: And well, the cool part about it is, you mentioned it earlier. Race for the championship. You know, the first episode premiered last week. I know you went to the premiere and all that. But episode two, they followed me around for the so five hundred. We get to see the Hendrick in the first episode. We get to see that set up, and then we get to go behind the scenes and see a little bit of uh, the the spire shop. Yeah, a micro brewery.
0: <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> little uh, couple triple brewed IPAs. Uh, but yeah. I, I think it fixated. They use a couple more sound bites than I probably wanted them to use just talking about money because I don't really like banging that drum. Uh, but then again, it kind of is the funnel that restricts our team for being more competitive than we all want to be because I do feel like we are, all of us with Inspire, capable of doing that more often. But uh, it was good. They followed Blaney for the 500, They fought, who also had um, that you were a part of some inner teammate turmoil after the duels, Austin Cindric left them high and dry. Uh, he was pissed off about that. They pretty much captured all that. And then Chase Elliott also. I felt fine leaving
3: Daytona. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, Daytona was a good race for it's you. Right? Yeah. Good
0: good yeah. for him. Not not so great for, for Ryan Blaney. And they also ch- followed Chase Elliott. So to give a little peek behind Chase Elliott's um, little, he they show him taking offense, playing, and had some onboard cameras of him doing that and, you know, it's not often you get a peek into the life of Chase Elliott. And, you know, he's pretty pretty private, so it's pretty cool to see that. Um, and then they followed me for the entire week and had some good stuff. And, um, yeah, so make sure you guys tune in. When is Wednesday? Thursday. Thursday at 10 p.m. On USA. Only on USA. It's a good show.
1: It's really good. Yeah, as far as NASCAR shows go. I don't want to be too much of a homer, but really enjoyed it. And the drone shot of Hendrick Motorsports. I Dude, can't get it. It was so I sick. was watching. I was like, did they just
3: land the drone
1: on oh, the, the hauler? So yep, sick. they did. When they fly into yeah. the dino room. Yeah. Fly out and fly into the OSS. Like, Dude, that, so fa- cool. that facilities. Through the carts. Unbelievable, Dude. bro.
0: Unbelievable. Kudos did, to that they
3: guy. drive the drone at Spire? Well, it would be a, it'd be like... <laughs> zzz, zzz, zzz. <laughs>
0: up and, uh, quick up and down. Here's the bathroom on the left. <laughs> okay, here's our car. Don't okay, talk no. about
1: Alan Quickie's shop like that, man.
0: Yeah, that is pretty pretty cool nugget. Um, Alan Quickie shop that he built in 1990, I believe. So the seven car still is firing off every Sunday afternoon out of that shop's pretty cool.
3: Speaking of historical moments, you know we should probably get back to a little bit of Darlington and talk yeah. about that 43 getting into Victory Lane there for the first time. What since 1967 at Darlington? 55 years to the day.
0: Isn't it interesting how NASCAR ha- has 72? a way to has it has a way always delivering on storylines? What seventy
1: two plus fifty five is not twenty two. It's not. I know because the twos would make it to where that would have to be a divisible by ten, not five. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He works for NASCAR, (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I don't do math. I do picture (laughs) 77. I'm more of a YouTube guy, not a math guy. (laughs) I
2: was
1: Um, told there would be no math. Yeah. Dude, imagine if he beat the 21 for it. Like, that would have been crazy. But was Richard there? So he left. Yeah, he went. 40 laps to go. He was trying to beat the traffic. What
0: was he thinking? I don't know. He should have been riding on the hood of that thing. Well, he saw four Joe
2: Gibbs racing Toyotas (laughs) out front. So, I mean, can you blame the man? Yeah, dude. But I, he didn't turn around or nothing. No. Why did, would you? Did you hear you the were, crowd
1: when the eighteen blew up? Oh
3: you,
2: yeah. you should have seen them on TV.
3: Oh man. I it, yeah, it, it was they were cheering and I, I thought for a minute that they were throwing stuff at him, but then I realized it's just the water bottles at the bottom of the racetrack yeah. but, but for a minute when he's driving down there on the apron, I was like, Are they like are they booing that man and throwing no, okay, yep, sorry.
0: Well, you know what, Chuck? What? We get to talk to his teammate here later in the show.
3: Yeah? Mm. I said eight. Oh, gosh. He's, oh, no. He's, um, he's starting rumors. He's starting <laughs> what he's doing?
2: That's. I might not what? be able to do
1: math, but I can pick up on some sarcasm. Yeah, so what, and we'll get into this more in boats and boats, but what about that place causes motors to expire?
0: Well, it, Did I didn't go back and look at his SMT to see if he – was, had an aggressive downshift on a green flag pit stop or something.
3: Well, the 19th or uh, a belt, I think. Somebody said he missed a shift. Like, I, I think – I don't want to put tweets in Bob's fingers, um, but it might have <laughs> been Bob Pockris that, instead of putting words in his mouth, tweets yeah, in I his fingers. I yeah, yeah. Um, I might have seen it there, but I feel like I saw it that somebody said that he missed a shift.
0: Yeah, I could go back on an SMT and pull it up. I was going to go do that this morning. I didn't get around to doing it but you wouldn't miss a shift on a on a restart i'd be surprised if he did that but the he you could you could be a little bit too aggressive on a downshift for a green flag pit stop yeah i could see that happening because it'll eat a gear more than what the motor wants to turn on that downshift so i don't know no other no other Toyota's blow blew up so I, I wonder if it was a a high rpm situation now Cobb Bush didn't react the way I thought he was going to react. He's been quite chummy to the media here lately. Been a nice Cobb Bush. What do you do? I mean, just was, was happy. He thanked all the guys back he at the is, shop. He is being his best self. Yes. That's what he's doing. Very buttoned up Cobb Bush. For sure. Because you know that wasn't what he wanted to say. No. Uh, you know who else said something he wanted to say it was Kevin Harvick.
1: Oof. Yeah. mad a Hornet. Pretty mad. Now, crew cheat Rodney. Pretty mad. Mm hmm. They have been pretty mad. I think both of them were mad but for different reasons. Well, like that anger's always been there. Like if you have parts failures and you have them happen often, mm-hmm. the anger is in there, but when you're building your own car, it's directed internally. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to go on there and say Zippy can't figure the right. out. Right? right. You're not going to do that. You do that behind closed doors. Well, now you're single source. So you yeah. go, NASCAR can't figure the out. Like mm-hmm. So it just it's the anger's just directed into a different way. And yeah, it's a, it's a new car. Obviously, we've seen more so the Ford struggle with fires in the rockers. F- rubber fires are nothing new. But I, I'd be interested to hear what your take is on it and why it's on the happening.
0: Well, I don't think it's coincidence that all the Fords, three of them, the 15, the 4, and the 40, uh, the, the 14, I believe, it was it
1: Charlotte? The 7th, the 22 had an issue. When? Indy. It was after the race. Um... Yeah, the, the 17, Well, the 17, 14.
0: that was a different issue. So the 17 was a fuel-related issue that they made adjustments to the flange in the rocker boxes to not have that problem again. But I think three Stuart Haas cars now have had that problem. And then if you mentioned the 22, it must be a Ford problem because the rocker boxes are OEM-specific and also the same engine manufacturer in Roush Yates. So maybe it's a rocker box header combination, where those headers are laying on carbon, uh, if it's a certain way. I don't know. But we don't see Chevys burning up, and we don't see Toyotas burning up. So I can assure you this. And would Kevin Harvick have those same pointed comments on a Wednesday afternoon as he did on a Sunday as he looks behind the camera and sees his car smoldering or his playoff hopes also metaphorically smoldering at the same time? Probably not. Because – I'm sure there were some phone calls from the Daytona office to Kevin Harvick to address what they're working on because it's not a good look for NASCAR. Just as much as it's not a good look for any of the teams that have a car burnout. Nobody wants that to happen. I can assure you NASCAR definitely doesn't want that to happen. So it's unfortunate. I hope it doesn't cost Kevin Harvick a shot at the deeper run of the playoffs but not looking too good for those guys at the moment.
3: But nobody's out of it right now. No. Like, the, no. the, they're 13 points back. I mean, that's... Hell, he goes to Kansas. He wins. He's back. And like at this point in the playoffs, there were bad days for folks, but they weren't playoff-ending
1: days. Hey, and guess what? Nobody's in it either, because with my man Eric Jones winning the race, nobody's locked into the next round either. Which helps. It's awesome, Kevin
3: Harvick, Briscoe. Like it helps those guys win the knot. So go yeah. out there and win in Kansas, and uh, you know help people out in the now, playoffs. Now,
0: who had four non-playoff guys in the top ten on their bingo card going
3: into the weekend? I did not. <laughs> We hit, what, 17 winners now? Yeah. I don't think we're done. Hey. We got Talladega. 2001 was the last time we
0: hit 19. Now, do we call Bubba Wallace a playoff contender or do we not? The car. Or I say yes. Yeah. yeah. he's He has something to race for. Yeah. So. Sure. No, he's going for an owner's championship. For sure. He's got a P next to his name on Bob Pockers' Twitter. Huh. That's official.
1: Yeah. Which is it yeah. next to the name or next to the number? It gets confusing. The it does? It does. It gets
0: confusing. <laughs> it does. But he's going for it. Well, and he ran ran well.
1: I mean, he was Bubba ran top 10, ninth. Yeah, he was strong all day. Yeah. That car is now
3: sitting in 10th in the owner's points, I believe. I don't ever remember Bubba running that well at Darlington either.
0: Well, Toyota's had a pretty good package this weekend, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it helps when you're riding a pretty noble steed that's got some
3: grippage. Which, fun fact, when we talked about, you know, Blaney not getting the win but still being in the playoffs and having a shot at being the first – driver to not win the owner's championship we talked about it on backseat drivers with kyle petty but we we cut it out because i hadn't confirmed it but the last time that that happened in the cup series was 1963 when joe weatherly won with bud moore's car but weatherly was driving for like eight different car owners Hmm. bud moore for the most part glenn wood and the wood brothers won the owner's championship yeah so we are in the weeds, Chuck. That I I know, but stat. I had to throw that one out there because it didn't get in backseat. And Kyle was texting people, I was trying to get a hold of it, and it was a good stat in the weeds.
1: Great stat, but I, I want it out there. I
2: do have a question for you, uh, Corey about resources in, in TRD. Not that you would know any inside knowledge, but given the fact that the 45 is running for an owner's title, like, do you think resources put to that car or are greater than, say, the resources put to the
0: 19? No. I think the level of preparation is across, across the board. board. Yeah. Now, if TRD's putting engine tags after they engine dyno all those things, I can assure you the 19's not getting the best tag. You know what I mean? Like if there's yeah. one or – if there are, is a motor within three or four, the 19's not getting the one that's four better than the other ones. That's just how it works. But the level of preparation that, that James Small and those guys are doing for the 19 car is no different than what they're doing on Bubba's car. Uh, or there's no more or less sim time that they're given. The 19, maybe, maybe the 19 gives up some sim hours to do some stuff for the other three teams in playoffs. I don't know. There's probably some um, some companionship within TRD for that,
1: and Joe Gibbs, I'd imagine. One more thing on Darlington before we go on. Another enemigo. Sw- He's got a lot of enemigos. Was he? Was he that? Was he right being that mad at Bell or no? I didn't see what happened. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'd have to see the whole thing, but it looked like he got in the one, and Bell kind of chased him all the way up to the fence and got into him.
2: Mm. Yeah. Oh, he
1: went over the radio. And, and <laughs> he is. He was. He was about to go hunting there for a little bit. He was not happy, but he mm. said after the race. Yeah, right here. He owes want, me one. So, I will decide when I get him back.
0: And and it might be unrelated, but maybe it's not, because everything's interrelated at some point or the other. But I wonder if Daniel was so frustrated about that that he lost focus and spent on pit road and cost his day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Snowball. It, you are on the verge of mental capacity, of uh, physical capacity there, Darlington. It's so taxing for the equipment, but it's also taxing on your focus. And, you know, with the nine, with myself, with I mean the lit I mean, what's the list of guys that hit the fence? Some of them have got some inflicted damage. Some of them didn't. Man, you are tapped out without running at anybody, without having a grudge from earlier in the race. So all it takes is a split second of a lapse of concentration, whether it's on the racetrack or on pit road, and your day's ruined. I mean, the 99 had a really good car. Same thing as the one. He had some drive pin issues that wouldn't allow his left rear to get tight. But Suarez had a solid car and was starting to chip away at track position Comes down, speeds on pit road, and has a bad day. I mean, it's just, it goes to show, man, how hard it is to maintain track position. But you can't make those mistakes in the playoff. You just can't do it. Nope. Cannot, cannot do it. Not when you're Suarez plus two of the cutoff line and you've got Kevin Harvick, you know, one race away from knocking you out. you got to be on it. You can't afford any woes. But make sure you guys tune in because we're coming right back with some Pit Road Boats and Woes after this. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands,
2: ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi?
0: Oh, my. Look
2: at that. He is.
0: Pit road, boats, and woes. Time with the birthday boy, Ryan Flores, front tire changer. On Ryan Blaine, he's number 12.
1: 20 points up on the cut line. Got to be feeling pretty decent. Feel good. One stop at a time, one race at a time. How were your stops the other night? It was good, man. I, You know, I was thinking about this. The stop, like, there was like six to go. Where you stayed out? No, maybe it was right before. There was like six to go on the stage. It's like a – that's a big deal. Because if you're running in the top five there, whatever you can gain – it just directly correlates the stage points. So there's money stops within the race now. Hmm. And I was like, man, it's a big moment. And we nailed it. We gained two, gained two spots and ended up finishing third in the stage. And it was just like, hell yeah. Like that's, that's, um, there's just bigger moments throughout the race. How many stops y'all do? Oh, all of them. I think nine. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was nine. I kind of lost track, but started getting in a groove at the end and was really busting some off and was having a lot of fun. So, uh, a fun race it could be your best friend or your worst enemy but mm. uh you gotta learn how to embrace that embrace the suck there but yeah what not only are the playoffs going full swing here the race for the mechanics where hundred thousand dollar pick crew of the year award, it resets it resets and the one car is on top right now hurt a couple guys hurt the like three teams have been the best team all year and 'Cause like they didn't have a terrible day, but they didn't have a great day and they're they're sitting in tenth. You look at the you know, like the eighteen and the eleven, they're sixth and, and ninth. But you know, other teams like the forty five who really haven't been much of a factor for the mechanics where we were at all year, they're up in the top ten. So right now the top five looks like the one, the ten, the nine, the four, and the forty one.
0: So something to also take in consideration is if Somebody's fast. Somebody qualifies well. Their car's good off the truck. They're not doing adjustments in the rear window. That's also free speed on pit stops.
1: Yeah. Well, the other thing that that is a big is a big key to it. But the other thing that is uh, is weighted into this metric is like the 18 team was the fastest on pit road, but because they were you know P1 and weren't gaining a bunch of sto- a bunch of spots all day, you know they're sixth on the mechanics wear chart, mm-hmm. even though they were the, the fastest on pit road. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely interesting and it's fun to track. The one team has been solid all year. I don't, man, I don't want to go on record saying they had a loose wheel for the left rear because I don't know if that's what happened to their drive pins. That's some of the stuff I've heard, but I haven't confirmed or denied that. So you never want to just speak out of school. But from what I understand, the clamping force of the lug nut in the wheel is enough to where when the wheel is properly tightened, it never sees the drive pins. So the drive pins are just there in case the wheel gets loose. So I don't know kind of what what would have happened there if there was trash that got in there or can the wheel get galled, galled up? The wheel can get galled up. Yep. And there, there's definitely instances that happen there, but ah, that's a that's a tough one. If it was a loose wheel, there's really not a metric to measure that on the mechanics' for a stat you know right. sheet as well. So it'd be yeah, tough you can't to give penalize
0: them, them boys for that. Yeah.
1: But, but with them boys, man, I've been talking a lot
0: because about kickball. Kickball season's coming out a month from today. Can't wait. Can't wait. October 6th, man. Get y'all's tickets because we are going back to the Cannonballer Stadium for the second annual kickball classic. More details of that to follow. Put that on your schedule. Go ahead and earmark that thing from about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Till about eight PM. We're gonna have some fun out there. Before Back we move, to pit row Before we rows. move
1: too far away from pit stop times, the forty three team man coming in the last the last stop. You know, the Gibbs is the powerhouse right now. They're they're definitely going lower than most guys, so you gotta bring your you know, bring your A game, pack your lunch and go to compete against them on a money stop and to come out second to put themselves in position when the 18 had a problem to to capitalize and win. They knocked off a nine, two or nine, three there. And that's a, that's a good group of guys, Greg Donlin, James Houck, and all those guys. And the no real, you know, superstar. To, James Houck is a superstar in but, more know. ways than just, is that the dude looks like Thor? Oh, he's a stud, man. He's the best. He's great. But, um, but those guys, man, I was super happy for them and, and they're all really good guys, but yeah, man, a lot of issues. A lot
0: of issues, issues also just lapse concentration. I feel like Chase making a mistake, spinning it out by himself. Kyle Larson spinning it out by himself. It's a
1: bit out of sorts. Chase, you out, know, out Even though the DVP clock, which is, it's smart that it went from six to 10 minutes because like you look at it perfect. The, the perfect way to describe this is Daytona, right? We beat the DVP by like 20 seconds on a six, on a six minute clock. We go back out there and the hood is not secured. Now, they're not going to black flag us for that because it's secured enough, but it's also not like the safest thing. But you add four minutes to that, like if you can fix your stuff, here, fix it. It's not a game. We really want to get these things fixed to get back in the race, but also be safe. So you have a little bit more time to do the fine tune, like secure your hood and secure anything that's loose before you try to send them back out there and make minimum speed. But... When your car is as wrecked as, like, when you start seeing lower control arms and upper control arms come off these things, a toe link is, is hard enough because yeah. it's not just pulling a bolt out, putting a bolt in.
0: Bolt's, bent, they're, the
1: bolts bent. The bolt's bent. The slugs are there's, – there's two slugs in there. There's a spacer. There's a lot of different stuff that goes into that. So when oh. you start seeing lower control arms get pulled off, it's going to be hard to do any of that in 10
0: You minutes. can't do 10 minutes of that. But what the what the thought process was is when the DVP clock – was originally built for the old car. they we have argued, the teams have argued what it takes to fix the new car, the same things, whether it's tow links or cosmetic damage, it takes on a new car, you know two or three more minutes to do the same things. Now if your lower control arm or uprights bent or cracked, like your day's done, which I'm a hundred percent down with because it's no fun limping around a wrecked car, but if you can get that thing fixed in 8, nine, ten minutes, I am all for guys trying to stay in the race and not lose their championship hopes.
1: Yeah. Now, we touched on it earlier, but yeah, just trying to figure out like with the 19, you know, f- throwing belts off of it and the 18, like we don't know if he missed a shift and just so many issues. Is it the track? Is that a brace? Are you on throttle that much when you hit the fence? Like, what, what makes that place so rough on equipment?
0: Uh, dude, you're on the edge of out of control. Every lap, it's easy to just slip a tire, hit the fence. But you see the 19 threw a power steering belt off. And that could be just from a piece of rubber, a yeah. marble that got thrown in there. And just coincidence takes you out of the race.
1: Um, One thing I'll say, going back to rubber, like Harvick's deal, mm-hmm. it sucks. And I, I hate it for him. It's not ideal. But I've always felt... At this level of competition, you look at that, right? And it's uncontrollable. Like, hey, we can't control that this is happening. How are we better prepared for it? Right? It's not a new thing. It's happened. Yeah. So the teams on pit road that are like, okay, a rocker, a rocker fire is a real possibility. How do we deal with it and keep ourselves in the race? Yeah. Right. Or the ones that are like, this is bull (laughs) who's going to win the championship. Right. Not the ones. Like, yes, it it's not ideal. We can all agree on that. But the the champions of the sport are the ones that overcome it. And, and you know, Kevin Harvick's a champion of it. You know, he he had a big hit that he's still not super happy about with a rotor exploding.
5: Right. So like, all that way. stuff,
1: all that stuff builds up. But like, I can say this. You know, the team that I want to be on is the one that's preparing for a situation like that and is ready for it. When so it what do you do? What do you do to prepare? I uh, you you have have a fire you know, extinguisher have. Get the Fire, fire extinguishers. Sh- like we saw the fourteen, they had their blower in there. You know, there's, you just talk about it, prepare for it, yeah. have a plan in action, know what guys are going to go over the wall and attack the situation, and, yeah, it, the obstacle is the way at that point. Hey, a rocker's on fire. We got to get it out and get back out there and score as many points as we can. Yeah,
0: I don't think Harvick had the opportunity to get it back to pit
1: road. I mean, that thing. Erupted. He was on fire for a while. Was he? Yeah, because I because we pitted and then after we left pit road, i looked at him and I'm like. Oh, he's on fire. He might ruin, he might mess the cycle up. And if you, you know, the deal, if you're on fire and you keep going, it's just yeah. blowing more air into it and oh, building. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, like in the past we've had rubber fires where you just keep going and they burn out. Yeah. But with the bodies.
0: And there, there's a whole belly pan on it. So it can't fall out.
1: Yeah. So uh, it's a real issue, you know, but we also, it's not the first issue we've seen with these cars, right? We had, we couldn't get through a mile and a half race or have a green flag pit stop because we were exploding left rears. Yeah. We figured that out. We got past that, just like we'll get past this.
0: That's right. We got a lot of people working on it because nobody wants that to happen, and nobody wants people to be taken out of the playoffs with potential vendor parts uh, that they don't have any say over. But unfortunately for Kevin Harvick, that bit him at the lady in black, and she claimed another one. All right, guys, that's enough pit road boats and woes. And we're going to talk to the, the whoa ticket master himself or the sidekick of Paul Swan and that three team. Austin Dillon, the winner of Daytona, joining us right after this.
4: Okay, it's time to commit.
0: All right, guys, the guests you have all been waiting for. We get to talk to him a week late from his regular season. Hail Mary, when Mr. Austin Dillon joins stacking and Pennies.
5: Hey, I'm so pumped to be on Stag and Pennies. It's been a long time coming. I wish I was in studio, uh, but, you know, I live in Welcome, North Carolina, around uh, nothing. So it's it's kind of a hike for me.
0: Well, that's uh, – I don't mind you zooming in. It's a nice backdrop you got and also a lot of stuff going on within RCR. You got uh, – you know, Justin Alexander announced this week. Uh, he will not be returning to the three-team. So, how do you feel about that?
5: Um, You know, Justin, I – all my wins in the Cup Series have come with Justin. Somebody reminded me that this week. So, it's kind of bittersweet. You know, Justin's uh, been a big part of my Cup career. And um, I think it – you know, he was – up front with us just he wanted more time with his family and um we want to keep him on here at rcr because he's done a lot of good things at our company and he's just a good leader so um we'll see what comes of it all and looking forward to the process of, of trying to find the next guy that can uh, take the three team uh to the next level man
0: how uh obviously daytona has been pretty good to you 500 win now a uh Cola 400 win but how did this one last weekend feel for you you and the boys
5: It was crazy. Obviously, you watch the replays of the wrecks that we were in and missed. And it was kind of one of those things like stuff just kept happening. I was down pit road backwards at one point. Um, I drove in the pit box backwards, did a pit stop backwards, went a lap down. And uh, we just kind of never gave up. And things just kept uh, going our way and um, made it through that big wreck. And rain delay, everything that went along with that, that was a long time. I was freezing in that media center in a wet, sweaty suit and then, uh, change suits and go, go back and win the race. It it was, uh, it was epic. I mean, I was, it was fun to be a part of, to to get into playoffs.
0: Did you get a tattoo?
5: No tattoo. You know, we went to Missouri afterwards. Uh, the pit crew flew home and then flew up to Missouri. I flew with Johnny Morris on his plane. I gave him the trophy for waiting on me. I said, Hey, this is yours. And, uh, we went to their place there at big Cedar and, um, we were going to golf at Payne's Valley on Sunday, but obviously we got rained out. So we played the other courses and it was a, a good old time. And you know what happens on when you go golfing and it rains, usually you go back to the bar. So you, you can imagine from there.
1: Wait, <laughs> you bought the whole pit crew?
5: We brought the whole pit crew, man. Blaney never does
1: play. cool shit like that. Talk to hey, your I'm over it. I'm firing off that's a text I, message right now.
5: Three boys are signed up for five years. You know We look after them boys.
0: A lot of tickets being had on pit road and they've been top of the mechanics where rankings all year, man. What, what do you guys focus on? Obviously track position out this next gen car seems to be more important than ever. And they've given you guys a fighting chance to go make a decent run here in the playoffs. Uh, So are you proud of that pit crew so far this year or what?
5: Oh, they've been a highlight for us all year. You know, I mean, I feel like we have really kind of struggled uh, unloading and showing speed some places this season and, We've kind of grinded it out and the pit crew has been a, a big part of that, you know, having to make a lot of adjustments and still put down some um, fast pit stops. And um, those guys are pretty much all homegrown here and uh, welcome. And um, we've had them since they were young and kind of developed them. And And um, really proud that RCR um, gave them contracts and, and got them uh, signed up because um, that's, a, that's a huge advantage. You know how important it is at the end of these races, I mean, heck, the 43 this past weekend at Darlington, I mean, that was a big win. That's one of our pit crews as well. And, um, you know, that was a, a reason I feel like that Eric was able to, you know, clutch that race at the end, get that track position.
0: Man, you've been obviously apart from your entire start of your cup career has been with RCR, but how much of the leadership meetings are you in now as opposed to the there's competition meetings and there's leadership meetings. Are you sitting in some of those and putting in your advice and just some commentary in those meetings yet
5: um you know i'm in a lot of different meetings uh, you know from marketing truthfully the biggest meetings i'm in now is the pbr team (laughs) meetings Uh, i've gotten put in general manager position for that and uh my grandfather's kind of thrown me in that to try to see how i handle you know leading um a business in in that aspect but the team side and like the the speed side i guess things from the racing i'm kind of I just drive, you know, I mean, I let Andy Petrie, Eric um, uh, the crew chiefs, you know, focus on that. We, we do our sim sessions during the week and I communicate with them what we thought of the race cars over the weekend. But, um, you know, I'm in a lot of different meetings, but, you know, we've got some really good people here and try and, you know, trust them with the speed secrets.
0: Not the first playoff race result you wanted. You mentioned before we jumped on here, said anything but Darlington. But I'm sitting here looking at the points, man. You're not in that bad of shape. You're only down four of the cut line, going to Kansas, going to Bristol. So you got to feel pretty decent about your shot still.
5: No, I feel good about it. I mean, we gained, and that's what you want to do. We gained on the, the position we were in. Um, we're not 16th. We're 14th, I believe. So, And only a couple out of you know the transfers fight. Truthfully, all that matters is beating four guys. And that's what we're focused on is trying to survive in advance, beat those four guys. And, um, I mean, you saw me. I was backing up as fast as I possibly could uh, in that first stage. And uh, the parachute was out. We kept digging, though. Uh, Luckily, the cautions fell at the right time. And we were able to fight back, kind of scrap back, keep ourselves on uh, the lead lap, but never just – man, I couldn't turn up the hill in turn one, fighting a big bounce in a turn three. It was all kinds of stuff. But we battled. I didn't didn't do anything real – Dumb and take myself out of it. So that's a good part, and then we'll go to Kansas and just fight it out.
0: Mm. You mentioned the Carolina Cowboys. You've been uh, doing a lot of work behind the scenes on that, but you're actually the promoter for this event coming up this weekend. Tell us some folks about it.
5: Yeah, if you guys are in North Carolina this weekend or anywhere close, uh, Winston Salem at the LJVM Coliseum, Friday Saturday night. It's the PBR teams. Um, if you've been to a PBR event, this is a little different. It's the first time we've had teams. Uh, team setting so you go five on five against a different team north carolina has their own franchise the carolina cowboys Um, the riders are coming in town a little early to promote a couple of my guys are throwing out the first pitch at the hickory crawl dads i think tonight one's at the dash tomorrow Um, but yeah we're fired up we won the last event in austin texas actually the weekend we won daytona the cowboys won in austin texas so it was a really good weekend for us and uh, trying to do it at our home event so if you guys want to come cheer us on bring that home field advantage to the PBR teams event at the LJVM Coliseum. You get your, get your tickets at ticketmaster.com.
1: Ooh, get your tickets, get
5: a lot of tickets. Uh, We know where
1: to get the tickets. So we know how those boys practice at pit practice. We saw that, but uh, what does bull riding practice look like for the boys?
5: So um, we had a training camp uh, before the the team series started. Uh, We had 12 guys come in at Jerome Davis's He's not the road for me about 15 minutes in Archdale. And, um, you know, when you practice on a bull, you want to get paid if you're ever going to get on a bull. I mean, I went to the world finals and watched. I was like, I showed up and I'm, I'm trying to scout these riders. And I've been putting a lot of time into watching video and talking to Jerome. And I uh, show up like, you know, I think, you know, second chance Austin Dillon, maybe, you know, he's a bull rider. <laughs> First night there, right? And uh, second go around. Well, after like night two, about – 10 riders in I, I see the number one guy get stepped on break two ribs puncture lung and i'm like yeah yeah i don't think you can pay me enough to get on one of those things and um the guy walks on the stage two nights later after he was in the hospital to accept like the first overall draft pick and like they're just different these guys I and mean, there's a different kind of tough i try not to complain in front of them Try and act tough and, and i'm like yeah my neck hurts a little bit for this <laughs> Well, I got like 14 plates in one of my guy's legs, so I, I can't say anything.
1: So you've never been on one?
5: No. I no don't plan on
0: <laughs> You ever gotten to like the pen, like the what do they call that? Where they give the head nod and they're, oh, the shoot. You ever the sat shoot. on one in the shoot yet?
5: I haven't sat on one in the shoot, but we did, I did come up with this uh, like training camp, right? I'm backed on this story. Because they don't like to practice, we wanted the guys, if they wanted to practice, we had practice bulls there. We had an ambulance, we had the people are there to, you know, everything we needed, but some of them had just gotten done from the main series, the UTV, and they didn't need, they didn't really need a tune up. So what we wanted to create some trust with them. We're like, Hey, everybody's riding the first day. And some of the guys weren't real happy about it. They're like, Hey, don't really want to practice. And we're like, Oh, you're going to, what we did is we pulled them all down to the house and brought them up one by one to the arena They all had to get ready, get get on the bull. They got on the bull. They nod their head. And then our coach Jerome would say, Hey, you don't have to ride You can get off. And they were like, like, what do you mean? Like get off. You're not riding today. It was called the ghost ride. So we, we videoed him actually Dylan Wilson. We were talking about him earlier. He was doing the video. And so we watched them go through their whole routine and we just wanted to watch, you know, how they handled, you know, adversity, getting on the bull with the bull in a shoot will move around, buck they get all kinds of crazy and, some guys handle it differently, and we just wanted to have that video for them say, hey, this is a ghost ride, kind of like tell us what you thought about it, and they could write notes about, you know, what they did on that day. And a lot of the guys liked it. They said they'd never done that, like, you know, go that far to get ready, nod your head, and say, hey, get off. And um, I had one guy, he was, like, ready to fight. Like, he's like, when I get all this far, like, yeah. I, I have to ride."
0: Like the blue balls of bull, <laughs> bull ride. Ride. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got, I was sitting here trying to think of a, would you rather, would you rather race a Southern 500 with no AC and no cool shirt or attempt to ride a bull? Mm. I don't know if you can live doing either.
5: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I got drug out of the car at Mount Martinsville when I knocked the crush panel out last year. I'm just trying to think back of like how awful that was. Like it was decently Cool. At night, if you could get to the night portion, I think you could yeah. possibly make it. I think I'd I'd take the race car, truthfully. <sighs> At least he you knows, know got car. on two bulls. Did he? Stenhouse has been on a bull, yeah, two. I think.
0: I wish there was some video to. I can see, see that. that. Said, I can see that.
5: He said the most painful part of it was your groins, like clinching, and then most of your injuries from bull riders come from their groins. They tear groins, and he, that's the.
0: Mm, stuff no, they get no. Thank you. So two questions we ask all the guests uh one what's the most embarrassed you've been at the racetrack
5: uh well multiple times i would say one that sticks in my mind is indy they do driver intros there um, and you walk down the stairs and it was drizzling rain and i had uh, sparco has these little rubber booties that you put on when it rains and it was those metal bleacher stands and i got like you know all those fans are sitting right there even in it in its drizzling rain they're hanging out and i got 3 away from like the flat part of the bottom of the stairwell and just <laughs> right out from under me people laugh and it was it was great and then i tell you the other one was probably i threw up in a race car um truck series i won the race at nashville and did the slide and kind of did that whole scorpion thing the first time it didn't really work out because i hit the paint and i was so jacked up i couldn't get my adrenaline down or whatever, and I went back to the car and I threw up in the door of the car, and it was all on the in-car camera. So they played it in front of the shop at RCR, <laughs> the, the replay of it at the Christmas party. So yeah, throwing up on everybody. So that was, that was probably I'm
0: I'm glad you brought the slide up because I feel you have since adjusted your takeoff. <laughs> you went with the side roll as opposed to the face uh, forward on the stomach. Why is that?
5: It it was lack of commitment, truthfully. The guys came out there and they were like, "Hey, we got a slide," and I'm like, "Ah." I, I really didn't want to and i was like well it's wet so it'll work good i said we can't go to the paint and then i just i got over to it and it was time to belly flop out there and i just i didn't commit so i just shoulder rolled and it looked way worse i was like man that was lack of commitment there
0: well it also didn't do very well because you had a white suit on that was brown the rest of the, <laughs> the rest of your victory lane um festivities but man congrats on daytona I wish you guys luck, but one last question before you go, if you had to pick one race car and one racetrack to race at the rest of your life, what do you go with?
5: Mm. Oh man. One racetrack to race. And you know, Darlington is one of my favorite places and it just tortured me the other night. So I'm not going to say that. Um, I tell you, uh, super late model Eldora. is pretty fun. Um, that would have to be up there. And then, um, homestead cup car and it would probably be like when we had when we were pulling the uh side skirts out and stuff on pit stops like tons of downforce and big power at homestead that was pretty fun
0: yep those are two good options Two of the options we never heard before either on the show yeah so there you have it Austin awesome Dillon. make sure you guys go this weekend check out the carolina cowboys up there in winston-salem promoter race car driver Anything else you need, and you get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Austin Dillon, thanks for joining us, Stacking Pennies. Thanks, guys. And there you have it. Austin Dillon and them 15 other guys chasing a championship are headed to Kansas this weekend for the Hollywood Casino 400. Stay tuned. We're going to break that down right after this. Grab Toto, Chuck. We're headed to Kansas this weekend for the Hollywood Casino 400. Three o'clock on USA. You saw what I did there. Yep. Yep. You saw what I did yeah, there. Yeah. You liked
3: that? I did. I did. You I look like a good. Toto guy. You know, I, I, I'm i a fan of Toto. The band. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the small dog from uh, that that movie. Uh, got a couple great stats for you. Um, Merriman, however, is not. No, he's not a look on his face.
2: Toto does have ears, and he's a dog. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yep. He is. You're uh, a Kansas cover band, Charles.
0: <laughs> one of the all-time best playoff Kansas moments was obviously uh, Joey Logano spinning Matt Kenseth out, and then uh, that carried on to the following week at Martinsville. You see that? You see what he did there?
1: See that I did see that. that well, you know, he probably wouldn't have got spun out if he didn't block his ass off all the way down the back stretch. Front straightaway. Run them all the over the fence. Well, oh, the backyards, too. Damn near killed them. Yeah, wrecked them. Damn near killed them. I mean, but, you know, Joey got the final word. Look, man, you're not going to run that long neck some bitch all over the racetrack. He's going to dump you. <laughs> they got to learn. <laughs> no question about it. It's part of it.
0: <laughs> That's what it is. You just can't do it. He will dump you and smile right in your face. Chuck, do you know no cup drivers ever won their first race
3: at Kansas? I I learned that today by reading. Mm. I saw it on the thing. But I, I I did not. I got a good feeling about Kansas yeah? this weekend.
0: I don't know if it'll be May or not. I won a actually I did not not win. I wrecked Scott Legacy for the lead in oh. Arca race, and my dad was uber pissed off at me. Did you do it on purpose or on accident? No, it was on accident. Oh. Um, we had the best car there by a mile and restart. He got the lead and rushed it. Stuff in the fence. We ended up nose to nose up against the wall, and then uh, my old man gave me a royal ass chewing. Uh, but since then I hated Kansas but actually the last couple of week last couple of years I've actually kind of loved it it's kind of worn out now we've got multiple grooves you can go to the bottom you can go to the top it has got some great racing characteristics after the repave uh, and it's got some weather so I'm excited to see what this next gen car uh, the show it can put on it's Kurt perfect. bush though Chuck's cousin won the first race unfortunately not gonna be racing with us this weekend I got a I got a uh, ice cold blue mountain take Ooh, that should be good oh yeah. oh yeah i think Bubba wallace is tough this week i agree with that i think he is back to a traditional mile and a half i mean he went on that tear so went on that tear and also call me crazy you can draw some similarities from michigan to kansas somewhat smooth you're gonna be on the left rear stop pretty much all the way around uh, a lot of the arrow pitch will be very very similar and that 23 car was scooting it was on the pole uh, and he lost on a late race restart to Kevin Harvick there at Michigan. So, do not count Bubba Wallace out this weekend. I think he's going to be pretty strong. And Toyota's – Chris Bell was on the pole there the first race. So Toyota's really know how to get it done around there. And Bubba's got some confidence. Got some confidence. Look pretty good. He's the man right now over there. Like, he's he's the guy. He's the guy. I, Nat, just, NASCAR is better, man, when Bubba runs good. I just love it. I was racing around Bubba at Darlington. I think we were running like 12th and 13th, and I'm like – you go, Bubba. I like you running pretty good. I like that. <laughs> I like to see it. I like to see it. Kudos to you, my friend. And it's nice to see you up front because I don't run up here very often either. So I'll see you later on. <laughs> good luck up there. Good luck up there. Enjoy the
1: view. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn it. What if Ty Gibbs figures it out and parks are in victory lane? That'd be a big deal. That
2: ain't going to happen.
1: Uh, you never know with these, like, who who won here that was a complete surprise. Was it um, Colt? Cole Custer or was that, where no, was that, was Chicago? Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. This is my favorite. This is probably one of my favorite mile and a half. Man, to how it. good would Kentucky be with this car? It would suck. You think? Kentucky sucks. Uh, oh.
0: Struck a uh, nerve. It sucks almost as much as Ryan's iRacing
1: rig. My iRacing rig is just fine. That sucks.
3: Um. Uh, who, so do you think we, like, we're getting a non-playoff driver winning in Kansas? Or are we getting a playoff driver winning?
0: Was about was playoff driver. Is Bubba Wallace playoff driver? I mean Yes.
3: Quasi. He's got a yeah.
0: P next to his name. Yes. Non playoff driver
3: nineteen. I don't hate no. that pick. Mm.
0: Guys, in the spring race, all seven Toyotas in the field were in the top ten. I'm not good at math, but that means there's only three other cars in the top ten and they weren't
1: Toyota's because there's only seven of them in the field. One of them was twelve. No, it wasn't. I don't remember. I don't,
0: I don't know who it mean, was. Who's the seventh it. Toyota? Both twenty three eleven cars.
1: Yeah, that's two.
2: Okay.
0: Um plus four Gibbs cars plus that's four six Gibbs cars. And the pace car. And the pace car, yep. <laughs> All right, who's going to bat that? I don't know. I just read the rundown, man. Pace car led the most laps. <sighs> Might have been a typo, but yes. Kip Childress had a strong car that day. <laughs>
3: he really paced that field. He, he did. Holy <laughs>
0: shit. Um, What else we got for Kansas? The Hollywood Casino. Sitting outside of Turn 2 out there.
3: Good barbecue. Primo spot.
0: Pretty good bar. What's the weather look
1: like? Anybody look at it yet? I don't know. I have not. I, I, I try it not and,
3: to. Like, could be
1: bad. It, we need. It could be windy. Yeah, it could be windy. They don't call it the Windy City for nothing. That, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very, it's sure. very confusing when you go there. Do you stay downtown? You stay in Kansas. Do I stay in Kansas or,
0: City or Kansas City? It's very confusing. You in Kansas or Missouri? I don't know. Yeah, I over go my Google google Maps. I don't me. think it
1: matters. To be honest, no.
0: <laughs> it's all Kansas to me. I just know there's six Toyotas racing. <laughs>
1: I know that you don't want to get on. A, you don't want to get on those streets. You don't want to get on a, <laughs> a lime scooter because it has seen many many road rash incidents for road crew guys.
0: At Kansas, specifically? yeah, because it's
1: like the hilly and the, yeah, oh the yeah. sidewalks are kind of separated. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, a lot of over the handlebars.
0: Power and Light District is pretty cool spot there in downtown Kansas City. If anybody's going to the race, make sure you uh, pop in there. They got some good stuff.
3: As of right now, we're looking at uh, mid 80s on Saturday, and then around 72, 73.
0: Oh my god, it's gonna be perfect. Yeah. Because here's the thing about intermediate tracks, we need them to be we need it to be fairly cool and overcast. Because if it's overcast, that means that uh, clean air is less of an advantage because the tracks gonna have some grip in it. Cars gonna be able to run the bottom. Cars can run the top, and you'll have multiple grooves going. If it's hot, slick, that, that's when you see single groove around the top ripping, and the bottom is a bit of a, at a deficit, and it's really a track position race. So, if Chuck's app is correct, and it's mid 70s, low 80s on race day, buckle up because it is going to be an exciting. Race, Janie, Penny, for your <laughs> thoughts. What do we got? All right, we got a good penny for your thoughts question this weekend from an interesting name Chuck. Who is it? It's Grant Schwarzentruber. <laughs> Has a great one. What do we got? Get to the chopper. <laughs> uh,
4: Grant wants to know: Do you think? Who do you think is going to be the dominant manufacturer with this next gen car?
0: What I love so far this year is I don't know the breakdown in actual wins, but I feel like there has been a lot of parity. Uh, we've seen Chevys be dominant at the road courses. We've seen Toyotas, per usual, make a lot of speed at the mechanical grip-heavy intermediates, and that's uh, not surprising as we saw that last week at Darlington, and not going to be surprising when we see that also here this weekend at Kansas. And then this I think – And a manufacturer that's about a half step behind is Ford right now because there's four or five guys we always talk about. A couple of those are Toyotas and a couple of those are Chevys. But it's not not a whole lot. We're putting a lot of stock behind them Ford Mustangs with Joey and Ryan Blaney making deep playoff runs. And Kevin Harvick just found victory lane a couple weeks ago. So I think right now I think Toyota has a little bit of the edge up when we go – Uh, to Kansas this weekend and deep into the playoffs.
4: I will say out of a manufacturers going to a driver perspective, I love that this year it feels like it feels like there aren't dominant drivers. Like with Eric Jones winning me being a new fan to the sport, it felt like, yeah, all of these drivers are competitive. It's not like you've just got the top, you know, eight to 10 drivers who are great. It's like, no, A guy like Eric Jones is competitive and found his way up front.
0: Interesting point because I think now, with the way everybody has similar cars, all the same parts, the setups vary quite a bit. But you can go to a track like a Darlington where it obviously fits Eric Jones' style, won the Southern 500 with Gibbs, comes around, wins the Southern 500 with Petty GMS in that 43 car. And you, you can go to different racetracks and see that certain guys' driving styles fit the tracks. Is opposed to seeing Kyle Larson win 10 races and the all-star race. They obviously hit on something, find some speed last year, but you don't see that five car be near as dominant this year as we saw last year. So I think that's pretty good.
4: Is it still exciting to see a guy like Kyle Larson get 10 wins and then the next season it be completely different? Like, do we like having both of those? I, I don't do.
0: think you'll ever see another 10 win season a year. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't see that. I mean, you might see a guy tick five, five, six, but I don't think you see a guy win 10 races for another 10 years.
3: It's like we said last year, I want to see that person break that record. So like I want to see us get 20 wins in a season from different drivers.
0: Oh, total.
3: Yeah. yeah, like I wanted to see Kyle Larson last year get the 10 wins and win the championship. Like yeah. I want to see those moments that are
0: Yeah, you historic. could appre- you could appreciate the dominance yeah. of what that five team showed last year and as a fan of Kyle Larson and what his abilities were. Uh, and just his whole journey from what we all knew it was to holding that big trophy there at Phoenix, I think it was pretty cool, uh, just because I know how good of a dude Kyle Larson is. So it was cool to see that success last year. But I'm also happy to see him not have it this year. Uh, just the same. Nothing against him. I just like the parody it's shown, and I like the great racing we've seen on a Sunday afternoon.
4: Our next question comes from one of our own editors here. Nick Lewis wants to know, with Denny staying out longer on that green flag cycle, how much is six to seven laps worth at
0: oh, Darlington? Oh, a ton, dude. Especially when come, guys put tires on and they come out and you're running over a second, a second and a half faster. I mean, six six laps at a second, right? Six seconds. That's a lot of, that's a lot of track. Uh, and the hope is when you go long, you're either trying to catch a caution or – You're trying to get them back on the back end of the run. But I don't – short cutting each other is definitely the move at Darlington and makes it really exciting as a spectator to watch. Would he have won that race? What? Denny. If? If he hadn't ran long. Hard to say. Actually, I haven't watched it back, to be honest with you, so I don't really know. I thought the the race off pit road was the difference because when the 43 came off second on pit road, the 18 blew up. The 43 had the dominant – they're the preferred groove choice on the restart. Yeah, but if, I feel away. like if
2: Denny would have short pitted right behind Kyle instead of running it out, he probably would have ended up on the racetrack behind Kyle and not behind
0: Eric. Maybe so. I don't know. I didn't watch it. He could have just driven up there and passed him in one, but that didn't happen. Could have. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got?
4: Our last question is, what is your favorite Kansas barbecue?
0: Well, none of it. Because none of it beats North Carolina barbecue. Ooh, hot take. And I'm, yeah, and that's not even, that is no. that is a hot take. Hot as some brisket. That is Smoke Pit in Concord. I'm biased because it's in my backyard, but that is, I've been to Heart 8. I've been to Babes. I've been to every Jack Stacks in Kansas City there. That's you have been to BB's?
3: Been to LC's? Where? In Kansas City. BB's is in. Kansas City
0: we went to a really good place uh TJ Bell and I in Gateway I forgot what it was called Pappy's or something and it was pretty good ribs BB's would make you want to punch
3: Flores right in the face really it's... It's... well I don't need any <laughs> barbecue to want to do that I'd say the same for it's my damn birthday L- for LC's <laughs> so I'll wait till tomorrow like LC's is old where's that it, at? it's in it's near Arrowhead Stadium okay um and it's got like this old like Grizzly looking, uh, the smokers. like you can okay. see the aging on the smoker. LCs, yeah.
0: If y'all wanna, if y'all wanna see me this weekend, I'll probably be at LCs on Friday night. Cause that's probably by myself. a the bar there?
3: Nah, I think it's just like you. It's, straight you up, get ribs straight and get up out of there. Get your food and get out. There's all not right. a lot of seating. You don't stand on ceremony there. It's get the food and roll on. Yeah. All right. But to me, like I used to be a North Carolina purist on barbecue, mm. but traveling around and going all like. I love it all. Like, it's all good. I could tell. It's if all are If you're eating that look, joke, oh, yeah. That was it's generally pointed at him. But.
2: No, dude, if you're going <laughs> to eat brisket, you go to Texas. If you're going to eat pulled pork, you go to North Carolina. If you want ribs and and friggin' burnt ends
3: or pork belly Kansas, or whatever, you, want, you go to Kansas. It's all the all sauce. Right. The sauces are the differences.
0: I agree with that. I'm a vinegar guy. Yeah. Obviously, that's great. The up.
3: meats, no sauce. The mark, last thing I'll say, and then I'll get off that. The mark of a good barbecue is how is the meat without sauce on it? Yeah. If it's dry, it's Yeah. But if the meat's good and you don't need sauce, you've got a good spot.
0: That's that's true. Memphis is the bottom of the list, I think. Not, I don't know, man. never been. Top top three barbecue areas. Go. You. I'm looking mm. at you.
4: You're a meats guy now. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm uh, a
2: meats guy. Meats. Uh, I don't know. I'd say probably Texas. Texas. Texas and then Memphis and uh, Kansas are tied for me. Cool. North Carolina's third. Wow, so now hey, you're I'm going north
1: now. you're a heartache. you You're standing in line. What's your order?
2: Uh, literally as much as I can fit on the plate.
1: Like what? Are you going all like, jalapeno it. poppers? Or no, you going, like, I mean yeah, I'll eat that. But
2: like, I want steak? brisket. I, I, like I want the steak. sausages. I want the. I want the. I want all of it.
0: Hard eight's pretty tough to beat. It's
2: so pretty good. good And it smells good. And just, I don't
1: know, whole atmosphere. Your eyes are burning when you're in line. Not like a meat sweats the next day at the racetrack. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) I'll have the meat sweats like Tuesday after a hard eight. Worth it, though. Merriman's new nickname, meat sweats. I got two penny stackers of the week this week. You know what? People are trying to game the system, Chuck. How? I don't know what I think about it. People are starting to, because people know the rules. Mm Mm-hmm. That you can't ask to be pen of the Sacker of the Week or else you're automatically disqualified to be Penn of the Sacker of the Week. People now are having their friends ask on their behalf. I don't know what I feel about this. It's kind of like I'll passing allow, a note in like elementary So and so likes you. Do you like them back? Well, sometimes it's a good way to get the point across. Sometimes you check yes. <laughs> check. See you on the playground.
3: Check yes or no.
0: Yeah. I believe there's a good song written about is. that. But. I will let it fly this first week. And beyond that, you better get a little more creative if you want to be Penny Stacker of the Week. James from Raleigh had his buddy ask me if he could be Penny of the Week. So, you, sir, are it. New rule. New rule. You can't have friends. You can't have your mother. You can't have anybody else. You just have to give me an interesting story. And you could also be the lady who handed me a smashed penny that she got from Bucky's. It said Lucky Penny. Lucky, oh. like L-U-C-E-E, like, like Bucky's. Oh, It rode with me in the car. It brought me some good luck until about lap 315. So I forgot her name. You also are the Penny Stacker of the Week, but my favorite Penny Stacker of the Week, I drove, so we slept in the bus on Sunday night. I get the slide outs in, get the jacks up, get the kids screaming, wife figured it out. All the, We get this thing backed up, and we're headed out of the racetrack. Er, er, the whole deal, right? I'm pulling out of the tunnel, go through that gate where it says Darlington Raceway and wrought iron, love it, iconic. Guess who's sitting there waving at every single fan driving out of the racetrack? Kerry Tharp, president of Darlington, saying goodbye and thanks for coming to everybody on Monday morning for coming out and watching us go around in circles. So, Kerry Tharp, you, sir, are the penny stack of the week. There needs to be more presidents like you, my man. Kerry Tharp. He had a hell of a weekend. Sold out, two good races. Two great races, Uh, and Kerry Tharp. Might as well be the mayor of Darlington to me. He's all-time. The commander. One of my favorite NASCAR people in the garage. And also got my KL Yarborough pitcher signed. So multiple reasons why Kerry Tharps the Penny Stack of the Week. And you guys can be Penny Stack of the Week, too, if you get a little more creative and don't have your cousin ask me to be on the show.
3: Can
1: bring they him. write you a note? You can write me a note. Yeah. Or bring Don't him, give me pennies. Bring him so, pistachios. Give me some pistachios, some sort of salted nuts. And a baseball. <laughs> I'm bring good with Cor- it. Bring Corey a bag. I want I want you to have like ten bags of pistachios. People just throwing them at you. <laughs> don't throw pennies. Those or videos pistachios are so funny. Those videos are those so
0: comic funny. Those comics. Bruno, shout out to Bruno. Uh, he uh, he knocks it out with those park with those with those comics. And no, there's gonna we, be more. On we the don't way. talk about Bruno. No, 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 no. <laughs> God, you're such a dad. <laughs> and as always, hey, we want some good penny for your thoughts questions. So continue to tweet at those, as well as like, download, share, rate, review, all the things, so we keep on coming back. And enjoying chatting it up, and we're gonna go celebrate Flora's birthday tonight. Have a couple cold beers. That's what we're gonna do, and get some hibachi cooked for us. His wife hired some hibachi chef to come to the house. Yeah, is he a plumber too? <laughs> <laughs> Hope so, because we've got washing machines leaking. But damn, we're gonna have some fried rice and steak tonight. a
3: volcano,
1: Merrin, you're not <laughs> invited.
0: <laughs> not invited. But I'll have okay. some fried rice for you. And I'll have some fried rice for all of you for continuing to tune in with us each and every week. Tune in this weekend as we're going to have some more spare change on Sunday before the race on Kansas Speedway. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. Bye.